Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. You can find me at karenhager.com. And when you follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram, you'll get more out of the fog content, as well as photos of Maisie the puppy. What kind of heartless monster would not want to see photos of Maisie the puppy? So Fog City Psychic on Instagram, and you can find me there. Now then, I can't help but think about my kids when I look around at the world today. My boys are adults now. Well, they're they're chronologically adults. If you measure maturity by whether or not you can get your things in the dishwasher reliable, they're children. But I think like chronologically, they're adults. And I can see how my boys are affected by trying to make their way during times that are so divisive and when there's so much disconnect from the spiritual and energetic side of things. Because our, our kids know better than we do sometimes that we are more than what we perceive. There's an unseen world opening through our imagination and our intuition that kids have more access to. Elizabeth Cosmos is my guest today. She's a spiritual healer and teacher. She's the author of the Energy Annie series of award-winning conscious children's books. And she's here to talk about how and why we talk with our kids about energy, about that unseen world, about that greater perception. Are you ready to meet her? International author, teacher, and practitioner Elizabeth Cosmos has been involved in spiritual healing for more than 30 years. She was responsible for the founding and development of a comprehensive hospital-based integrated medicine program for integrative therapies at St. Mary's Hospital in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And she's also the founder of the International Association of Amadeus, LLC. Her work has been featured in such international publications as National Geographic. In 1989, Beth worked for three years in the study of Amadeus healing method, and the last seven months of that was intensive training with Alberto Aguas before his passing. And this sacred wisdom called Amadeus is being carried forward directly as it was transmitted to her from Alberto. Beth is an ordained minister in the Science of Mind Church for Spiritual Healing, and she earned her doctorate degree in energy medicine at Holos University Graduate Seminary. She's the author of Amadeus Healing with the Sacred Energies of the Universe and the award-winning children's series, The Adventures of Energy, Annie. And if you follow that series, the fifth book is about to come out. You can find out more at energyannie.com. Beth, welcome to Out of the Fog. Karen, <laughs> thank you so much. That was, that was a brilliant introduction. I was listening and went, Wow. <laughs> Who is that lady? She's amazing. <laughs> no, I was just like, oh my goodness, I forget about so much of this. So, and and uh, it was beautiful, and I'm been so excited to 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 chat with you about this. Glad you're so, here. I think sometimes I like to hear my own bio read sometimes because it it we often forget the things that we've accomplished or the things that we've overcome, we can forget, um, we can forget how good we are. And wow. one of the things that I like about your work that I like about your work as a healer, and I like about these children's books, is that th this is rooted in helping us remember who we are as spiritual beings, as human beings, to remember our goodness, remember who we are. 
Oh, you gave me chills. Mm-hmm. We, you've got it spot on. We couldn't, yeah. There, there there's, there's the whole session. Everybody. Well, there we are. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks. I'll see you later. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what it, what does it mean to you to, to be awake, to be conscious during mm. such, such difficult times? Because mm. it's not just the kids who are aware, right? The, the parents are going through it, the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles and everybody. What does it mean to be awake now? And why is it so important to stay awake? Uh, this is a brilliant opening question, and um, uh, it, it's a big one. And uh, I'd like to start out first by saying you really nailed it in the beginning when you were talking about uh, we're much more than what we perceive or what how we get caught up into the physical realm. That's one piece that we can talk about. Uh, the other piece, which I see often, and I'm sure you do too, is that for years now, people have been involved in workshops, seeking out spiritual information, workshop after workshop. Really what it is, is right now, is the lesson to put that into practice and understand that you are right now and you're okay right now mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um when we going back to the what the first point that you had actually said when we were talking when you opened this up is 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 to remember that we're more we're so much more than this physical body and, um, and the children coming in, and I'm sure many, many people listening remember as a child, a lot of this was alive for them. And so I'm seeing with these books, they're tools to help keep it alive for the children and the adults, a tool to talk about. You know, you are more than your physical body you're a multi-dimensional being and uh and and like i said this could be a conversation that could go on for a weekend (laughs) well we're more than our bodies and and one of the things that i got from the books is that we're more than our bodies and we have tools there are things that we can do and we have helpers. Um, the illustration of, of this, of these books, it's so unusual. And it feels, these books feel very vibrant to me. Um, the oh, that's nice, that's a nice observation. I like that. That feels really good because when this all started, I was so assisting. Everybody's got to have an energy field. Everybody's got to have their guide or their guardian angel, whatever you want to talk about it. And, and I, and the vegetation is alive and everything is alive in here. And our illustrator did a beautiful job. It's amazing. Don't you think? It's gorgeous. And it also, I remember when my boys were little, so that was now 720 years ago, but when my boys were little, I remember sitting and reading children's books to them and thinking, this is, this is kind of boring. There's not a lot of life on the page. There's not, gosh, there's not much here. And I guess we're, it's bedtime. So we're reading the story. What's different about 
what you've created here with your illustrator is that there's a lot to look at on the pages and the, what I see on the page reflects that spiritual truth that you just shared with me. We are more, there's always more that we are alive, that everything is alive and we have tools to shape and change our experience. Mm-hmm. And those tools to shape and change our experience, I think, are especially important during this difficult time. We're living through turbulent time where mm-hmm. we might be tempted to think we don't have any tools. There's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful world. And uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're in a point right now to really step into who we are and, <clears throat> and know yourself and um, our children coming in are, yes, we were all gifted, but we were going through different times. These children coming in now are amazing, amazing. I, and, and um, like, for instance, it was way fun when I have these books and you, uh, I, 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 one summer I went to our farmer's market and I had a little stall and there are my books. And this child walks by, you know, mom and dad are doing their thing and brothers and sisters. Oh, look, look, that, 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 that person has an imaginary friend. She didn't see the title. She didn't, and she was older. She could read and everything. She immediately went to, she could see the whole thing. She tuned right into the energy field and, and um, the guide that was there with Annie. And this is alive for these children. And it's a, just a wonderful way to keep it that way and to allow, as you say, a tool for parents to open up discussion. And you know what? We can learn from our children, their yeah. observations, what they see, what they're perceiving helps us to pull ourselves out of um, just perceiving in the material world, so to say. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I can take this in many, many ways. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever did you I'm assuming that you saw and felt more than a lot of people did did well did you share it well um (laughs) they're great stories that uh and I had the name for my guide and uh, I insisted that a place was set at the table oh wow and uh, this was well before five and one time I was crying and my, my dad couldn't understand. And my mother just said, you shut Gaga out the door, open the door, you shut, you close the door on Gaga. So uh, all was okay after that. So, yeah. <laughs> so yes, it, it's uh, very comfortable for me. And um, I've always felt that presence or guidance there. And um, yes. And what about you? You too, I'm sure. Oh, I was a very strange, um, very <laughs> psychic <laughs> child. And, and I, when I was really little, my guides talked to me all the time. And I, 
Um, I, my parents did the best they could, but they had just, they didn't understand it. And I, at a very young age, told my guides to shut up and go away. Like in those words, shut up and go away. Mm. Spoiler alert. Of course, they don't really go away. Not ever. And, um, and still with me. And, and many years later in my early forties, um, when all of this kind of came rushing back to me and my life changed. And that's a story for another time. Um, there were my guides just standing there smiling. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got you. And I went through the same period. I think we all do. We skip out of that. Yeah. But now, now, Karen, we don't have to shut that down. Yeah. And that's where these books came from, because what I was seeing in my own work was so many people were doing this and the children are all around. Where is the conversation? Where is bringing them? And when I got heavily involved. I just brought my kids with me. Everything that I did, I brought them with me. We're doing this together. you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think more and more, even just doing yoga, talking about yoga, you know, the basis of it, of breathing and energy or Tai Chi or meditation, people are doing these things more. Well, you can have great conversations um, with the children because they'll, they'll want to do it with you. They'll, they like to get on the floor and do yoga with you, you know? So, yeah. How would you deal with the, or what might you say to a parent who wanted to know how to talk to their child and the child was experiencing, um, psychic experiences or intuitive knowing yeah. that in a way that was frightening to them, How could we as parents help a child who might be scared by some of this stuff? Oh, that's great. You know, uh, uh, a lot of the fear is learned. A lot of the fear is real. And since I started writing these books, which we we, got to chat about that a little bit too, is that I, I, there is a lot of programs out there addressing the question you just asked. There are support groups and incredible organizations. And actually, I'm just reaching out to some of these people now and talking with them. One, one lady, actually, uh, what book did she endorse? I think it was the second one. Let me go. Karen Good. She, yeah, she's author, founder for Academy for Coaching Parents International which is exactly what you're talking about. Children that are gifted, uh, that have concerns and parents who are just like, I don't understand this. I'm not there. I don't know if I can help to know. And so basically what, you know, what I would say is that you just put your hand in your child and you're going to walk it together and you're all going to learn. Yeah. (laughs) You're all going to find out and, and remember together. Um, another person, uh, Mary Rodwell, she's, uh, uh, in Australia. Uh, she's got a very interesting background and uh, working with children that are extremely gifted, who themselves uh, were, I wouldn't say they were fearful. They, it was more of, of reacting that they were different. Mm. And how do I fit in? And maybe I've got something wrong with me. 
And that's another angle that we need to help these children that know they're not different. Actually, we all should be more like where they're proceeding from. What can we learn from you? So in my attitude in working with children, uh, I don't use the word child. I don't see them as children. I see them as souls. Mm. And we've all come in to assist each other in that. And so, um, you know, most of my life, a lot of my work was with children and I loved it because they would say, I would ask them. I was intrigued by their perception of something and I didn't negate it. Uh, it's no different than our history with indigenous people. You, know, you mentioned Amadeus, which is the, this uh, healing method from um, the Guarani in, in, the, in the Amazon. Their level of tolerance is amazing. They were so gifted in seeing, and they allowed these people to come in and they listened to what they had to say. And they honored them. This is much in the same way as the children. You know, yeah. they listen to you. And do they listen to you so much that, you know, they get conditioned to a certain way? Mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> you know what I'm, is, is that making sense? Whatever yeah. where I'm going with that. So, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up thinking I was going to write children's books. I, I didn't even know I was going to be writing a book. But, you know, the story went that I had somebody approach me because with Amadeus, yes, we can teach children. It's a shortened version. They don't need to have it all. And so when a friend approached me about his children, which they knew me, the children knew me and they were comfortable, but he kept calling and saying other family members wanted to come. And I, I said, Tyler, did they, did anybody meditate with these kids? No. They do Tai Chi with them, you know, yoga or anything? No. And I said, well... They're going to feel a little uncomfortable. So let me see what I can find. And that's where I found there wasn't any really illustrated book. So I just sat down to um, uh, put together from a one-page flyer that I have to describe Amadeus. And I thought, I'm going to try to put this in children's language. And five hours later, there was the first book. Oh my gosh, in five hours? No joke. I said the same thing. All of a sudden, I, you know, you just, I was cold. All of a sudden, I was like, what? I went, oh my goodness. Hello, Annie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I immediately started to see this as a series. Mm, and, but I, you know, I just, well, hold on, hold on, hold on here. <laughs> and then, you know, you had to find an illustrator and you find the illustrator and that worked out beautiful. And then we got the award. And so then I knew, I, I knew that I had to be listening. It was a complete deviation, a, a right turn from what I was doing. I went, and this has been kind of consuming because we were popping out a book every year for a while. And, um, and they were just coming. And um, my teacher, Alberto Aguas, which you had mentioned, I remember in the very first class, uh, something a little extraordinary happened with somebody and he challenged them and where is your respect? Where is your integrity and where is your love? So that's where I saw the 
the next three books going. So we, we take the concept of respect with, uh, uh, in regard to energy healing, how, it, in, in, and we do the same thing with integrity. Um, uh, and and it, it's been a fun adventure because I've, I've, I've learned not only for myself, but uh, in speaking with people. Uh, like the book on integrity, I started to ask people, you know, do they really understand what that is? What does integrity mean when you're, especially when you're working with healing energy, you know, in your own work, the boundaries and the integrity that you, we, we must hold. So this has been a very interesting journey, one that I hadn't planned out, but it's been very exciting. Hmm. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Elizabeth Cosmos. She is the creator of the Adventures with, of Energy Annie series of children's books. And okay, they're for grownups too, um, but well, let's call them children's books. The Adventures of Energy Annie. It's a series of four books, and the fifth one is coming out very soon. That fifth book is The Adventures of Energy Annie, The Power of Thought. And you can find out more about Elizabeth and her work and these books at energyannie.com. So Beth, as you, I was really struck. I read the fifth book today before I talked to you. And I was struck by how hmm, clearly and uh, without, how am I going to say this? Without um, fiddle faddling around, unflinchingly, you looked at the idea of negativity in Annie's life and negative statements or mean things that people say to each other. And you looked at it straight on. And a lot of kids' books try so hard not to say anything negative that there's just nothing there. And I love what you did about her being able to look at the power of a negative thought or negative, uh, something negative that you say to somebody else and transmute that. And I wonder if you could say a little bit about that. How can we kind of transmute negativity into positivity oh well first off i have to say god bless you for saying that um we haven't really put this out i haven't had feedback and and you have no idea the statement that you made and how beautiful it really is and yes um in our own minds we have dialogue not just about other people, about ourselves. And if we get in the habit of posing that in a very positive manner, this helps that starts that transformation as you speak about. And, and it is, as you've been talking in the beginning also about this world and where we're at, how important it is we use our words and moving from the heart and in kindness and having the strength and courage to move from there. Mm. So I, it may, that makes me feel very good. I'm almost speechless. <laughs> <laughs> so that's beautiful. Thank you for, for observing that and, 
it makes me even more excited for this one to come out. I was actually really excited about how did you, wasn't it fun that, that Ziggy came alive in the dream state? Wasn't that fun? Well, and it, it yes, it is fun. And it also, oh, I was, I was feeling into the fluidity with which Annie moved from, and of course kids do this, right? And as adults, we can do this too. We just, we forget how, but the fluidity with which Annie moved from a waking state to a dream state. Mm -hmm. And, and that to me, that's part of how, if we're thinking about how do we talk to our kids about energy? How do we talk to them about the unseen world? Those in between moments Mm. between waking and sleeping, between knowing and feeling, maybe between sensing and not being sure it's in those in-between moments where healing happens and shift happens. So I love the, the fluidity of Annie's kind of energetic state um, in, in the book. And it feels to me like that's something that kids can relate to. And maybe that's part of how we talk to our kids. Do you think is by not being afraid to say, here's a negative thing or a positive thing, and also not being afraid of those transitions, the things that are squishy it was all beautiful what you said absolutely perfect and yes and you notice when she came out of that dream state there was no fear as she was walking by to speak to some elders or what we would think you know um, an adult you know you know what what's going on Annie oh, I had a crazy dream <laughs> you know and so she got confirmation from her community also which brought everyone in to it. Um, and, and yeah, and yeah, I was, I was very excited about to, to see how that fifth book came out. Like I said, I don't, hmm, it's there. Yeah. I, I watch them evolve. <laughs> I get just as excited. <laughs> in just a couple minutes that, that we have left together. Hmm. what would you say to someone listening, a mom, a dad, an aunt, an uncle, a brother, a sister who wants to help a young one who is intuitive, who is sensitive, and who maybe they can see as being uh, negatively affected, being hurt, being uh, bruised a little bit by the way things are in the world? What would you say to them about how to honor or talk with that? young one well um the, the the first thing that flashes in my mind there towards the end when you were talking is that a child will reflect for the most part the attitude of, of the parent um i um i remember when my father passed and my son was psychically connected uh, the, the two of them were uncanny. They wouldn't have a dialogue. They just started doing things. And I said, what is going on here? Anyway, um, I didn't know quite how I was going to handle it because my son was very, very upset. He was uh, three, four years old when my father passed and um, at the funeral home. And I remember the gentleman there saying, how you are is how they will be. So if we start to see our children having mm, not high level or conscious thoughts, 
then we probably should look at how we're communicating with them, what we're allowing them to see. I mean, in this age of media, there's just a, a, a lot of information that's coming across, not to give information, but to mm, uh, sensationalize, so to say. And uh, I, I think as a parent, we're a, a guardian to protect the, um, I don't want to say innocence, but maybe it is the innocence. What would you say that we'd be protecting, Karen, is that uh, how we have to see this world as loving. Um, and it has to begin with you, within your family. And so uh, if you can create that, within the family, then you grow it outside of that and you can make relationship to the outside world of how things evolve in a family. Does that make kind of sense? Or yes. I, I mean, there's a, we only have a little bit of time, but I could go on with that. But I, I hope that makes sense is that mm, we, we, we begin in the home, in that safe space and in that love and teaching that child love that this is what helps change the world. Oh, Beth, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. Me too. Me too. <laughs> that is Elizabeth Cosmos. She is the author of the Adventures of Energy Annie children's book series. Okay, children's and grown-ups books too. Um, Adventures of Energy Annie, the brand new one, the fifth one's coming out soon. It's the Adventures of Energy Annie, the power of thought. And you can find out more about Elizabeth and all her work at energyannie.com. And of course, I'm always over at karenhigger.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even schedule a private intuitive session there if you're so inclined. And there's more fun to be had on Instagram where I'm Fog City Psychic. So if you wanna know what's on my puzzle board or what I'm knitting, or maybe you'd like more out of the Fog content, all of that's on Instagram. Follow me there and enjoy the peek into my life and my work. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.